0: Welcome to the Self-Care Project Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness.
1: As coaches, moms, and athletes, we share what has worked for us and our clients, as well as our struggles.
0: We are passionate about being real as women, moms, and professionals, and helping others live healthy lives through sustainable habits.
1: Our mission is to help more people see self-care
0: is not selfish. All right, hey you guys. I am Stacy and I'm here with my co-host Casey and it is February. Um this is the month of everybody wearing red and pink and I got my nails done and they're all different shades pink and everything's got hearts on it. Um so what what more than what more perfect of a month to talk about love and relationships? with your partner, with yourself than February, right? So we're taking the whole month of February and talking all about love. Um, But actually today we're talking about everything but love. Um, So a true partner is not just somebody who loves you and you love them back. That's cute, right? The butterflies (laughs) and the lust of relationships in the beginning are fleeting. And so you spend a lot of time in the trenches as a partner, right? And maybe you're raising kids, you're building careers, maybe both or all or none, but life can really just swoop in and blow away all those butterflies. So we get busy, get, get into routines. Things kind of get meh. And let me tell you, you better actually like each other once the nest is empty because things can get weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because for some of us, The love feels like the easy part. You're affectionate to your partner. You enjoy spending time with them. You enjoy a lot of the same things. And and even if you don't, if you're together long enough, I feel like you actually learn the value in participating in the things that they enjoy, even if they're not actually at the top of your list. But love and relationships take work. You've heard the saying, growth happens outside your comfort zone. That's no different than when it comes to your relationships for, for us specifically, you know, that meant having some really honest and uncomfortable conversations. It meant setting some boundaries in regards to where our capacity lies with certain situations within our relationship, such as work. And where's our line in that conversation and and how far down that rabbit hole are we going to go? And so it, it is like, we, you know, we know people say it's like, and here's Things too, about how, you know, you you have to love yourself before you can love others. And so there may be some people listening that really have to unpack a lot of really deep shit, right. To get, to get to that part. But um, I think once you get there, there, that's not where the work ends. There's a lot of work that continues and it has to continue. And, and you have to continue to grow through it because, you know, for me, I got married at 23. Oh my gosh. I don't know, 23, I think I'm going to be, four, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be 41 um, in 11 days. Do you think I'm the same person? I am about to turn 41 than I was at 23. No way. I have spent my entire adult life with my husband. And so that has taken some really big and sometimes ugly growth.
0: Right. And, you know, here's the thing, like you have to be willing to have those uncomfortable conversations. And sometimes when you're all caught up in the butterflies and you're all caught up in, you know, in how everything feels in that moment and trying to hang on to that feeling, you you can be afraid to have those conversations. And, you know, it, if you, but if you want to have a real partnership that really st- stands can stand the test of time, um, and an empty nest, listen up. (laughs) All right. So here are my top three things uh, to, to keep in mind when you are thinking about your partner and your partnership, right? Okay. So my first one is support and you guys, I'm not talking about your sports bra. It (laughs) really is important that your partner supports and helps you and vice versa. And this means being on the same page with your environment, how things are running in your house, but also support that your partner supports you and helps you have ideas, right? And so this is where, you know, having those meetings with yourself and your partner and having, you know, front-loading your week and taking those walks and talking about things, um, you you got to find some stuff to talk about in 20 to 30 minutes, especially if talking about something, some things are kind of off limits. And, you know, my husband and I have done this thing where we just kind of put a cap on how long we complain, or we talk about our day, when it comes to like something rough happened at work, it's like, all right, I'm going to give you five, four, three, two, one, you got two minutes to complain about it, get it all off your chest, and then we're going to move on. Right. (laughs) But, um, and, and that's showing support, but, It's also making room to talk about other things other than yourself. Absolutely.
1: You know, and I feel when you talk about, (laughs) when we talk about the ideas, right? Because we've had this conversation so many times. And I feel that this is one where William and Jason are probably kind of masters at this, considering who we are. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And who they're, you know, being married to an ADHD brained idea fairy, um, that we, that we proudly proclaim to be, um, I'm going to imagine it's pretty exhausting and difficult to manage at times, you know, cause we struggle with it on our end. I mean, can, I can't even imagine, I have to sometimes remember and put myself in William's shoes when it comes to certain situations, especially when I'm trying to work through my ideas out loud to him. And the look on his face is being like, what are you talking about? And like, can you just get to the point? Like you have started 17 different thoughts and conversations, and you've not said one complete sentence.
0: Yes, exactly. And you know, it happens with other people in your, in your, um, in your space too. It's like, I do the same thing to my boss. It's like, okay, I just need to say a whole bunch of things out loud. Like just try not to look too scared when it all comes out of my mouth. Right. (laughs) right, Just let me work through it out loud. And at the end, I'll have figured it out myself, but I just need you to be my sounding board. Um, That's Absolutely.
1: Like I most definitely, and I, this is one thing I say to, that I a lot of I'm like, I process out loud. So there's times too, where like when I'm saying things like he automatically kind of goes into fix it mode. Right. And he's wanting to fix it for me or put it together for me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't actually need your help. I just need to process this out loud. I need to say it to someone, um, or I'll be saying things out loud. And I'm, I'm in talking to myself, but I'm talking out loud and he'll be like, what? And I'm like, I'm not actually talking to you. I just process out loud, stop trying to help. Because every time you say something, you interrupt my thought process. And now I have to start all over again. <laughs> so, exactly. Like, yeah. And for him, it's kind of difficult. I have to give him, I've been giving him a lot of grace because, you know, and I, we've shared this year. I, my diagnosis of ADHD finally came like, but ble- over the last summer, well, he was deployed. So he's been home for less than two months. So he's really in this stage right now of, Trying to learn a lot of new things where our family dynamic is concerned, not only with me, but with with Spencer and with Ryan, uh, we we are all uh, have ADHD, and they all look very very different. And so he's kind of come back into this family dynamic that he's very very uncertain of, and he's not really sure how to maneuver it. And and learning and trying to help encourage to know that there are certain things about the way that we've done things in the past that just have to be different and they have to change. And so we're working through a lot of that right now and having to have a lot of conversations, trying to keep them as level-headed and productive as possible whenever it comes to even parenting. And so you just have to, but I I really truly think that some of the harder conversations that we've had earlier on in our marriage have put us in a place now where we we aren't so sensitive and we don't take it so personal when the other one kind of has to like, just say it how it is. Right. Like read us, read each other to write out and write act and be like, this is not like, this cannot be this way anymore.
0: Exactly. And um, this takes us, this segues us right into the next one, number two, which is listening, not just hearing. And it's really kind of cool Uh, to have a different opinion and still be able to feel like you can share and have an intelligent conversation and actually have an understanding. And you can absolutely have different opinions. And I would actually argue that you should and having the emotional intelligence to listen and understand is what makes a good partner. And this can be anything from politics to finances. And it absolutely should be working through things like this. Just because we're having an uncomfortable conversation doesn't mean that I'm I'm leaving. it. I, yeah, maybe I'm mad. Maybe I'm frustrated right now. Maybe I'm having a hard time working through something, but listen to what I'm saying and not just hear me being upset or I need to do the same thing, right? When you're upset about something or you're frustrated, like actually listening to that person and not just hearing them waiting to respond, especially if you're feeling like you're getting a little defensive, right? If you feel, if you're taking something personal, um, it can cause you to get defensive and I am the queen of taking everything personal I take personal responsibility for everybody else's feelings um it it's a flaw I'm working through it right? <laughs> but um but it definitely is great to be able to listen and understand um and and again that is that is a sign of of good emotional intelligence and that's a part of growing up and maturing
1: yeah listening and hearing your two very, very different things. And to have, and I actually have this conversation also with my kids a lot, right? Because you say something to them and they're like, I heard you. And I'm like, right, but you heard me, but you're not listening because if you were listening, you would actually be doing what I told you to do. <laughs> and exactly. instead you're still sitting there, not, not doing the things. And so we have to get out of the cycle and mindset that we need to prove our point. And that's something that, is a conversation that William and I are having a lot right now, especially with the kids, especially with Spencer, he has hyperactive ADHD. And so yesterday was a prime example. Uh, we went out, we, we left, we went, um, we left the house yesterday. We got out. We, we, uh, actually went up towards Atsugi and halfway in the car ride. I re- realized that he had not taken his medicine yesterday. So the whole day in the car and the things that we were trying to get done were very much so a big challenge and just, and the frustration and trying to have the patience when you're in a confined space of a car, knowing that there are things going on. And at this point where he, cognitively he can't do anything about it. Right. And right. so it's and and like and so it was it was a learning experience of saying listen you're just gonna have to like take some deep breaths we're just gonna have to get through this because this is the situation and we can't do anything about it right we couldn't turn around and come back and get his medicine by the time we got home he couldn't have his medicine because it was too late in the afternoon you know and so and i think it's important too that we understand that we're in a period of time right now where What you just said about being able to have differing opinions and sit in a conversation and have a respectable intellectual conversation, like that is not, (laughs) that is (laughs) not what society is doing right now. It's not what we're teaching anybody right now. Like this narrative of like, well, if you disagree with somebody or they disagree with you, then there's some level of, there's a hatred there. Uh, You know, it's just not true. So it is not only do, should you encourage um, ha- sharing a conversation, having a conversation where you where it's not always with like minded people, but it actually is a very healthy development and growth within yourself that you can sit and do that. And we have to get over ourselves in order to do that. Right. We have to stop having conversations with this mindset of like, well, I'm going to talk to you about this because I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to make you see it from my perspective. And that's not what we're trying to do. You're not in fact being open to the conversation and being receptive of someone else's opinion. If you're going into a conversation with the mindset of, I know you think differently than me, and my sole purpose is to change your mind.
0: Exactly, and at that point, you're not even talking, you're not even having a conversation and engaging in dialogue. At that point, you're talking at someone, and you are mm-hmm. literally just blasting the, with your opinion and not giving anybody else an an opportunity to be involved in the conversation and that can really kill a relationship, right? Whether it be a romantic relationship or not, like nobody's going to do that long-term, right? Mm -mm. Um, Okay. So then let's, let's actually talk about emotional intelligence because we've said the word a couple of times here. So what exactly does that mean? And this is the third thing, um, you know, that I think it's important to consider when you're thinking about your partnership and emotional intelligence just means that you have the ability to manage your own emotions, and you can handle challenges in a practi- productive way. And remember, I said, this is about maturity. You know, we learn how to do this. I'm, I'm going to be 43 years old this year, right? I I'm still learning. Okay. <laughs> uh, and there's a, and there, I mean, there's a lot more to it, but having a dumpster fire of mental garbage is, is, is a critical point in, not being able to communicate well. Right. So see a therapist, do whatever you need to do to deal with your own shit, but don't bring a bunch of mental garbage into your relationship and then expect to have a healthy partnership. You have to be also aware of the warning signs in your partner. And you have to be able to have that conversation with them. Like, look, I still see that you're kind of getting hung up on this and you've got some feelings and you got some shit to unpack. Right. So maybe you're not, maybe you're not ready to talk to me about it, but let's go have a conversation with somebody else about it. And I mean, we all have our shit, like we all got stuff to unpack. I got lots of baggage. <laughs> I got lots of mental <laughs> garbage that I need to sort through, um, but start dealing with it and be open to talking about it with your partner, period.
1: Absolutely. You, you know, there was a one point in um, our relationship that William and I can remember being in the car and driving to our house here in our neighborhood and having to have this conversation with him. And I can remember sitting there in the passenger seat and knowing that I needed to say what I needed to say and just praying that it was going to be received in the love and manner of which I, w- I knew that it was coming from. And it was, you know, I've I've been a little open about this. You know, I, I've my dad, we've gone through a lot of mental health um, issues and cycles with him. And so being being somebody, being a daughter that's had to be very involved in that part of my dad's life for a really long time, I only have a certain, I, I, there's only so much of it that I can do beyond beyond that. And so we were having a conversation and there had been some really significant things going on. And I finally just had to say, listen, this is really, I know this is really important to you, but what I need you to understand is I, I don't have the capacity right now to also be that person for you. Like, I, we were going through some stuff with the kids and preparing for the move and stuff was going on with my dad. And, you know, he'd been in and out of the hospital again. And I said, I, this is something that I know you need to work on. I just need you to know that I can't be that person for you. I don't have the capacity to be that person for you. And I need you to be willing to go see someone and talk about these things, if it, if this is really something that's going to continue to be a struggle for you. And it was really uncomfortable because it was making him also helping him understand that this wasn't me walking away from him. This wasn't me leaving him hanging out to dry to figure this out on his own. This was me saying, I'm here to support you in every way that I can, but I cannot, this is my boundary. I, I cannot be a therapist for you. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot help you work through some of these things. For one, I don't have the qualification to do that. And for two, our, like, this is not something right now that is sustainable for our relationship. You know, I had a client years ago and, ha, who had told me that her and her husband go once a month to counseling for maintenance. And I thought that was the most brilliant thing. That i had ever heard and i went home that day and i told william about it and i was like this makes so much sense you know like yeah. i said before like we've been married we've been together since we were 21 and 22 years old you know i'm like we are not those same people you you are not the same person nearly 20 years into marriage after multiple kids there's no way that you are still those same people and so if you exactly. have this expectation that there's part there's going to be parts of your relationship that are gonna still look the same, that's not a realistic expectation, you know? And so we did at one point, we actually went to the base, we saw a chaplain because again, especially coming from a military community for those military that are listening, and you're like, listen, my husband can't go get anything. You know, There's a stigma with their job and stuff. Right. Um, a, a base chaplain has 100% confidentiality. Like they legally cannot say anything, you could tell them that you have a dead body in the trunk of your car and they cannot tell anybody. Like it it really is that level of confidentiality, you know, but we, we did do that. And it was something that we had hoped to continue, but again, deployments, and then we moved overseas and services being what they are here. It hasn't been something that we've been as diligent with here just from a time management perspective, but we are moving slowly but i think in the right direction when it comes to mental health you know and so my encouragement for anybody is you know you're never going to regret getting help you'll never regret opening up to your partner regardless of how hard and nerve-wracking it may be but having those honest conversations with them about specifically you about who you are right now the things and telling them like what, what you need from them specifically is going to go such a long way in making sure that you are able to continue to grow and love through your relationship, even with all the changes that have happened and that will continue to happen.
0: Right. And I think, you know, this is a good time. I could actually add a fourth one here and that's to, you know, really adjust your expectations. And that's just like you were saying, Casey, if we have these expectations that everything's going to be all sunshine and rainbows by the time we have spent 20 years in a marriage, you are sadly mistaken, you know, and if you, and if you're not there, right. If you haven't had that, then great, like more power to you. I, you know, commend anybody who's not had any kind of major challenges in their relationship, but does that mean that you haven't had any challenges because nothing hard has happened or you haven't had any challenges because you haven't talked about them, right. Right. (laughs) Or you haven't dealt with them or, and you know, those, those are just things. And well, I'll tell you, you know, being someone who has diagnosed ADHD, Um, you know, a lot of times those feelings, they, they come out like an explosion, right? And, you know, you just have to be, you have to be able to have some understanding. You have to be able to listen and support, but really just understanding that, you know, things are not supposed to be perfect. Like what we see on TV, what we read in books like this, that's not real life, right? We all go to that place because it's not real life. Right real life is hard. Mm-hmm. Real life is sometimes ugly. Real life looks like a bunch of mental garbage in a freaking dumpster fire, right I feel like that's just that's just where it's at like that's what you know occasionally you gotta you gotta they gotta come pick up the garbage yeah get rid of it. you know so anyhow, all right, any final thoughts for us today, Casey?
1: I just think that I love this episode. I, I love too. this episode a whole lot. It's, it was it. So much more than what I anticipated. So I really hope for those of you listening that you love this episode as much as I love this episode right now. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of stuff that happens and you got to figure out a way to love each other through it.
0: Exactly. Um, Share this with your spouse, share this with your, you know, your partner, um, share this with your friends. This really is, you know, just a lot of things that we don't think about and it's just kind of a reboot, right? Just, yeah take it, reassess, and then figure out what you need to do and then move on. I hope you guys enjoyed. And um, by the time this airs, it will almost be Valentine's day. So, and super bowl. So happy super bowl (laughs) and happy Valentine's day. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Check the show notes for details. And as always, you can connect with us on Instagram at self-care project podcast. If you're interested in joining us or there's
1: something you want to hear about, please send us a DM. You can find me at kcstevens.com
0: or on Instagram at Casey Wellness. You can find me at stacygartner.com or on Instagram at Stacy Gartner. Everything else is linked in the show notes. Take care and stay healthy, you guys.